Hey, what's going on, man? Not much. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Good. Good, good. How you doing? I'm good. Yeah. Uh, chilling, chilling. You know, doing all right. Can't complain. <laughs> well, um, you already know. Welcome back to uh podcast. Um, we're gonna go ahead and get right into it, man. You mentioned some stuff. To start off the show with that, and what's on your mind? A lot of things right now. A lot of things. A lot of things. Been touching on a lot of things at the barbershop and experienced a lot of things. I, I did want to speak about, uh, you know, I wanted to have a, a, what do you call it, a, a spiritual conversation. And then I wanted to talk about family, have a you know, I've, I've experienced some family things and been doing a lot of preaching about family and, how, you know, okay, let's talk on that. So, uh, you know how we're about the same, we're the same generation. I'm in my 40s, you're in your 40s, so we're about the same generation. So, you know how the uh, back when we was in the 90s, how the get-togethers, the the Christmas dinners and, you know, the Thanksgiving dinners and cookouts and all that, when that was all put together, it was our parents who was you know saying putting everything together and then when grandma and all the elders came to the cookouts and all that they didn't have to do nothing but sit down and enjoy really be the great great grand because i remember my grandmother in the kitchen doing her thing too but my great grandmother she would just come and they her generation would be just chilling whatnot they have to do nothing so you know that got passed on from generation to generation and somewhere i believe in my gener in our generation it died down so I can only speak on what I know and what I see in in Columbus. I don't know how the house can speak about it outside, but what I've noticed is that family get-togethers and all that start dwindling as the years go on and on. And that's because, you know, and like I said, I went to a family union. First family union since 1993 in Dayton, Ohio. Went to a family union. was very small, about 25 people, where our families is large as 800 people. And 250 people could easily have showed up, easily. But it was only like 25 people. And, you know, one of the elders, they were like, when I say elders, I mean uh they in a late seventies and, and early eighties, them type elders. They were, you know, it was a, fee, a woman, my probably like my great 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 cousin or my fifth my fifth great cousin, whatever the case may be. But uh, she was, I heard her complaining about how she ain't supposed to be doing this and the, and this is they did their job and they supposed to be chilling and whatnot. And I'm like, you know what, you're right. But what happens is just like the generation before my mother's and the generation before my mother's generation, those generations, they, they passed the baton and the baton got dropped. It got dropped and it wasn't continued. That was one thing that, you know, I had I've been witnessing and thinking about how these families aren't united. And everybody talk about, you know, changing the world and whatnot. Man, you can't change the world until you, before you change the world, you got to change the world with inside yourself and your your household. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what we agree back, you know, when we was younger and that we used to get together with our family every year. We used to have like a family union every year until yeah. our father died. Seemed like since that happened, you know, everybody's when that's what our people do all the time just like what you said you know we used to get still get together and whatnot now it's like somebody got to die or something actually got to happen to get together like we don't even speak 
You know, it's yeah. definitely changed. And since it's social media like, happened now, it's, it's like, you know, you ain't got to see nobody in person. All you got to do is video chat. <laughs> so it's like, we really don't have to no more. But, you know, our people, we don't even make the effort. Somebody got to like, something serious got to happen. You know, somebody got to die for us to get together. And, you know, that's sad. It's very sad. It's like in uh, Soul Food, there's like everything just fell apart when Big Mama died. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what the problem is? You know what the problem is? And that's so true. You know why that's true? Because no one steps up to take to take her position to keep it come, going. Nobody does that. They just, you know, they rely on, you know, and then they, they rely on Big Mama. And when Big Mama gone, they lost. Her shoes ain't being uh, being filled or even being attempted to be filled. And if it is, it can't be filled because there's uh either it's the wrong person of the family or or people ain't you know people ain't helping out and respecting and keeping it going. Yeah, because they don't want to step up. You know, everybody want to follow, but you know, a lot of our people, the majority of our people, we don't want to lead. So, like what we were saying before, you know, what we believe in um, Islam is you you teach and you step up and be a leader. Show people how to mimic you, not how to do what everybody else doing. Back when we was growing up, like we would get advice all the time, you know, because they was trying to lead us in the right direction. You ain't got that no more. These kids just do what they want. You know why they do what they want to do? And I talk to a lot. I'm a barber, and um, you know, I've spent a lot of time with kids and young young adults and teenagers. And New Year's. Huh? I was saying so many reasons why these kids do what they want. Yeah, but, but one of the reasons, one of the reasons is uh, they lost respect for their, their, you know, what I'm saying their their parent, our generation. They lost respect. Yep. They kind of, they kind of, a lot of it, a lot of them blame, a lot of them blame the parents for how, you know, what I'm saying, what they just blame the parents. And there's a lot of young adults especially young adults who starting to see and put things together that see that their parents really, you know, they blame their parents and they, they lose, they lost respect for, you know, the elder community. That's where a lot of that, that that's where a lot of that steams from. They lost respect. I remember one time when I came home after doing 14 years, I had uh, walked around the corner of a school, going to a park, taking a little, my little, you know, my, these little kids to a park, a couple of little kids to the park. And it was a group of like 14, 15 year olds all cuddled up. Don't you know they had the nerve to ask me? And I looked and I seen what they was doing. They asked me for a light. They was trying to roll up, you know, they was rolling weed and trying to smoke and ask me for a light. You know, back in our days, if we was doing something like that, you know, we seen an adult, we're going to try to cover it up. Right. And we don't, we, we didn't do it out in the open. No, we didn't. You didn't do it out in the open. Now he's, we did it out of respect. <laughs> Like, you, you know what I'm saying? We gonna meet, yeah. I don't want to get in trouble, but now there's no, you know, they don't even care. It's a lack of respect. Yeah, and, respect, and, and they look at it differently. See, when we were raised up, uh, we were raised that respect is automatic. That's your mom. That's your auntie. Even though she disrespectful and this, that, that, that's still your auntie and blah blah blah. Now this new, it's a new way of thinking. This is a new world, and it is out. And the old don't fit into this new world. The old way of thinking does not fit into this new world because the new world, look at it, is respect is earned. You got to give me a reason to respect you. And that's how it's supposed to be. 
Now imagine if you if imagine you get pulled over and a police officer comes and he's being very respectful. You go and you go. He earned his your, your respect back. You match energy. But imagine if he came and he he's he just wanna he's just an ass being an ass and whatnot. So now how can you respect him? But he expects you to respect him because he's the law because he's entitled to that because of his title. Just because you have a title don't mean that you automatically get respect. And that's what these young these young people, they understand. And that's the way it is supposed to be. Exactly. Everybody just won't respect. But how you going to ask for something you ain't given? It's just like, and we're the same way. We even tell our husband. He'll tell yourself. Like, we're going to treat you how you treat us. We don't care what your status is, what your accolade is. You know, we can agree or disagree. That's cool, too. Yeah. Yeah, but, let's be adults about it. Right, but we're going to treat you, you know, how you treat us. We And her husband, he, he think we'd be joking, like, we just can't, even our face, sometimes be like, really? And we, we can't fake it, but we just say, I have to say that's that's how we are. We can't just treat you a certain way because you are a boss or whoever, uh, you are baby daddy, ex, whatever. We just throwing that right. out. We're going to treat right. you, we'll be saying how we treat how we want to be treated <laughs> trying to talk. but you know that's how it should go nobody don't want to earn it more. it's just like if you want to start a business you're expecting to be a millionaire overnight you don't want to put in no work that's like you want to get mad you don't want to put in that work every day like there's some days you can't stand your husband or your wife you want to step out or do something stupid instead of you know trying to make it work but you want them faithful and respect you you can't that's just life you can't ask for something you don't want to give you gotta be prepared to treat it how you treat other people mm-hmm. that's the golden rule you know doing to others as you have done into you exactly and and that be you know and you know that that way of thinking that respect is automatic just because you're entitled because you're entitled that's old way of thinking it really and i realized since I've been home, I realized that people aren't looking at things the way it's supposed to be looked at. For example, you know, ask 20 people, just, you know, if you, you know, if you can remember, ask 20 people throughout a week, you know, tell them 20, tell 20 people to have a good day and be safe and, you know, wish them farewell and whatnot and count how many will just say thank you compared to those that's going to say thank you. And you do you too. Same to you. It's just a way of thinking about things and, and seeing things on for for what's right, and things and simple things on top of that. It's like I tell you, gotta tell a kid. You shouldn't have to tell a grown folk because I'm big on being appreciated because I give out a lot of positive energy, and I'm big on that energy being recognized and given back. And if it's not, we're gonna have a, I'm gonna have a problem with you. I ain't gonna give you no more energy. I'm gonna give you just a watered down version of it. You ain't gonna get the real me. Exactly. Right. So, you know, I know, uh, if I don't get that, if you can't give me that back, then, you know, I look at you as you, you got a selfish spirit in you because you only care about you and you ain't, and real recognize and fake can never recognize real, only real recognize real and real recognize fake too. But fake cannot, fake people cannot recognize real people and real things. So right there, that just shows me where you at, what your spirit is all about. 
you know, normally automatically. It's like telling the kid, you should only, you should tell a kid, I have to tell a kid to say thank you. You shouldn't have to tell a grown person to say thank you. Because if I got to tell you to say thank you, you don't mean that thank you. I don't even want it. Or I'm, or, or I'm sorry. I shouldn't have to, you shouldn't have to tell a grown human being to say I'm sorry for something that they did. Because if that's the case, I don't even want your apology because it's, it's not real. We were just about to say that, man. Real and that that should come natural, but like you said, and we agree, people they're really selfish, man. And it just amazes us, like people be shocked. Like I think we said this last time, um, when they treat people wrong when it comes back home. But you you can't be like that. You can't just be about yourself. We can't stand that. We I, I don't even want to be around you for real. Cause yeah. you said like you're gonna do whatever it takes, stomp on whoever. You know, mess over whoever to get to where you want, and you're not gonna make it in this world by yourself. That's yeah. that's realistic. There's no way you're gonna and need. The one, and of- the ones that need you, that the ones that you need, you're gonna need that assets. You're gonna do something to make them say, "Yeah, they ain't even worthy of this." What I got. Exactly. Exactly, and that's where treat others. You know how you want to be treated comes in. And number one thing is you have to see love and value in yourself. Otherwise, you can put a thousand percent in, ain't gonna do no good. Sure ain't. It, it, it's not. And you know, that's the thing with family no more. We don't even respect each other. We don't think our people ever have, straight up. We haven't been so programmed, brainwashed to fight each other and not come together we have been so i I see you know i'm in columbus where there's there's hundreds and hundreds of uh different you know foreigners and whatnot and uh i what i see that's similar to all those because you know growing up in the 80s and during our time before they start coming over here and letting them here and whatnot we only had the white community and our community. And you see, you might see a Mexican or whatnot, but we ain't seeing a, we ain't see a lot back when, when I was younger. So we never had an idea on how, or an example on how villages are supposed to conduct themselves. So when I, me personally, when I came home and I seen all these different types of cultures, we got Ghanians, we got people from Ghana, we got people from uh, Somalia. We got people from West Africa. We got people from Kenya, all types, all over, you know, the world here, including, you know, different Latinos, Puerto Ricans. And when I, one thing I see that's similar about all of them is that they are unified. Right. They're unified within their, their tribe. They, they really are. And, uh, and I don't believe, I'm not going to sit here and believe that our people were always like this. At one time, we were like that. Every other tribe in this country who was united and, you know, they cared for their people more. Of course, they always talk about this black on black crimes and whatnot. But every village killed more inside their village than outside the village. You know what I'm saying? Except white people, Caucasian village, they didn't kill more Latinos. They didn't kill more black, more blacks. They didn't kill more uh, Asians. They didn't kill, you know what I'm saying? They didn't kill all over. They didn't kill everybody. They go different 
fucking tribes and kill off everybody. The Native Indian, Native Americans killed them. You know what I'm saying? That's what they do. But everybody has, we don't go outside. We don't kill Asians. You don't see, hear nothing about no black on Asian crimes or no Asians on black crime. You don't hear that dumb stuff. You just, folk, they just focus on black on black crimes because we're, we're killing each other. We're fighting each other inside our village. But every village does that. Look yep. at the uh, Somalian village. Look at the uh, Tusni, the, uh, what is it? The uh, I was talking about the other time we was talking. Rwanda, the, the, the citizens of Rwanda, they got Tusnis and they got Hutus and they all killed each other. So, you know, that's just, they make, they just put emphasis on us when it comes to stuff like that. See, that's when it's important to go back and research your history. Don't just believe what somebody tells you. Go look it up so you know for yourself. Don't just believe what people tell you because we even don't have what you just said, straight up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What we can say is, you know, like with us, you know, they're on the same mission. Correct us if we're wrong because we don't really know much about it. But right. it seems like they're on the same mission. So they all same team. You know, if it ain't if it don't if it ain't broken, don't 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 mess with it. And theirs haven't been broken where ours was broken. Oh yeah. But the thing about it is is we can come back together and fix all that. That's what yes, we, we can. Yes, we can. We can but that if- that happened, you know. A lot of us still angry about it. And people are trying to well, that was a long time ago. You got to let it go. No, it's still going on now. What do you mean? Yeah. It's people- just a different form. Right. Like we said. And we say it's all the time on here. Like, we so brainwashed and blind. We want to keep following the enemy and following the people that got us dead, that already done killed over 100 million of us, you know, bringing us over here. We has to be brought, you know, through fake religion and all that. And we're going to talk about that later. Um, and just everything from us and made their own value. So now we ain't got to do nothing. We got all access to everything. Why should we get up and do anything? Because we need to get up and change it because this way ain't working. It's, it's not. Only way it's going to come, only way we can change, it can be changed if, if it, has, it has to be out. We have to wait. We have to wait. I don't know how long we got to wait. And what we're waiting on is a new way of thinking to come into, into power. And, and come and change because you know think about it think about how they felt back in the slavery days you know if that was they was doing that for they got that off for a long ass time and when did it change when a new way of thinking came into play look at jim crow and all that that we you know that was a minute too so when when did that change the segregation and all that when it when did that change when a new way of thinking came into play like this is what we got. It's always one person that says it, and a group of people that think about it at the same time and be like, "Oh, jinx!" No, it ain't. It don't work like that. It's one person that comes up with an idea and pitches it and convinces everybody else to go along with it. So it has to be a new way of thinking to come in for this to even start changing. And who knows how long that's going to be? But slowly but surely, change does come. How fast and how much? Don't nobody know. But eventually, change does come. Because if change didn't come, then we'd still be enslaved. They'd be getting that slavery shit off on us and everything else that up under the sun that they were doing back then. Yeah, that, we think that's still going on a little bit. That slavery and segregation and all that, we, we see it all the time. But we we don't know. 
we really don't know how long, but it's going to depend on us. You know, we don't know what it's really going to take for us to be like, you know what, that's it. But we see it every day, going to work, just out, out, whatever. Just all the anger and negativity going on. But it's like how y'all complaining and you're not doing nothing about it. That's the part that we don't get. You know, if you won't change, it's not going to happen. However long it's going to take, it's going to be however long it's going to take for us to really, we mean really, like, wake up to what's going on. You know you know how change can come fast and immediately? The same way, you know why they, uh, you know why the Asians, remember the Asians was getting attacked and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. And then they passed that Asian bill? Yeah, yeah. You you know why they passed it so quickly? No. Because Asians got backings. They got a whole continent. <laughs> you you don't think they called over here and was like, y'all better get that together? So if they can do it for the Asians, that was the complaint. If they can do it for the Asians real quick, then they can do it for us. But they don't want to do it for us. Exactly. That's my point. We don't have no backing. If some country or, you know, if, you know, demanded it, that there'd be some equal rights and this shit stop and all this other shit. Yes, you'll start. Seeing, you'll either see a war or you'll start seeing some change. And they can't have a war because it's it's the right thing to do. We are getting treated like you know what I'm saying we are not getting treated right at all. It ain't. It, it's just. It is what it is. Equal opportunity. All that stuff is not happening for our people in this United States. Why? Because of the United States government. All we all all our people are are cash cows for them. Is we always been cash cows for them. We serve a purpose for being here. They brought us over here for a purpose, and that's to build their their empire. And now the purpose continues because now they're getting our black dollars, which is one of the most powerful dollars in the, on this planet, and they're getting a large percentage of it. Oh, yeah. Every time we die, they, they get um, a check. Yeah, so we're, you know, we're, we're not... <laughs> We, we don't have nobody to back us. We ain't got nobody that's going to stand up to us, you know, and, and fight for us and demand, a, you know, like the Asians. That's why they passed that law so goddamn quick because they had a whole, they, yeah, whoever, whoever, it was the Koreans or collectively, they called and get that shit together and they got that shit together. Exactly. And just like what you said, we, we don't get that. We ain't nobody behind us. That's why. And we we gonna say it a million times. We don't even care. We got to come together ourselves and back each other because we at the bottom of the uh, food chain, if you will. Mm-hmm. We the Girl. least important garbage niggas, whatever you want to put it. That's how they see us anyway. You can have as many diplomas, just like our messenger speech. You can have as many diplomas as you want. All these actors, they're always gonna see you as a nigga, whether you male or female. And yeah. But look at it, look at it like this. A bully is not going to stop bullying a person until another bully comes in or somebody stands up to that bully until it makes them stop, right? Like a bigger one, yeah. Yeah, but but it's, it's crazy because it's hard for that to happen here in this scenario because who's the biggest bully on this planet? Hmm. Right. Who can stand up to this big bully? We can. That's it. That is the only way. If someone steps up and intervenes, to make that stop, or that kid that 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 kid that's getting picked on picks something up and defend himself, and let all the other bullies know that yeah, 
See, that's where the respect lies and the, and the disrespect lies because people on the outside, organiz, not organizations, but uh, cultures in, in uh, villages on the outside looking at us. It's like us looking at somebody allowing this person to do them like that. Like, why don't you stand up for yourself? So if you don't respect yourself, so why should we respect you? Exactly. You're looking at that angle. Exactly. Respect is earned in 2022. It ain't automatic. Ain't nobody's feeling sorry for nobody, for real. You can't, ain't nobody feel sorry for us. We don't even feel sorry for ourselves. So why we don't even pity ourselves, our own people, let alone let, expect somebody else to pity us and show sympathy. That's how stupid we are. <laughs> we want the world to love us. We don't know how to love ourselves or even cover ourselves up. None of that. And that, that's so funny. We're thinking the same thing, man. You can't. How you going to expect people to do that? That's that's how dumb we are. And we it ain't cost our mind yet that maybe we need to do something different. It's time to step up and make a change. It ain't cost our mind yet because we love this family. We yeah. love the world that we live in. And, you know, we ain't got to hold ourselves accountable. We ain't got to do the right thing. We can lie, steal, cheat, kill, whatever. You know, as long as we ain't got to look in the mirror and hold ourselves accountable, we love this fantasy. That we yeah. can with these uh, white people, these devils, that we can do what they do. You can't. They're not going to see you the same. You can have a million dollars. You can donate to whatever charity foundation. And we see all these fake celebrities do it. That don't mean nothing. You ain't nothing but a dollar sign. And you're still a nigga. Exactly. And we trying to get in and fit in and be like that. And even we taught our kids, like, you say, yes, ma'am, no, sir, thank you, please, all that. We look sideways, like, try it. Like, we ain't teach you that. Mm-hmm. Try the culture, it. The culture is completely different. Culture, and they try to put, you know, their culture onto us and whatnot and reject our culture but then you know our culture is so strong that you know they looked at it like they ain't going nowhere they ain't gonna change so we might as well profit off of it and that's what the hell they did and now we might as well just use their culture against them and you know corrupt the minds of women and and children through the music and oh, the music yeah. oh yeah that's one main thing right there man and we don't even listen to it. We don't know if you do or not, but we don't listen to none of that garbage because that's all they're promoting. Yeah, I keep the music. When my daughter is in the car, I keep the music on. I keep the station on Anita Baker. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's old school. Her too. So, yeah, that, that's cool. But all this mess that's out now. But even, but even the music that they play, you know, mothers and, and, and you know, the parents, the elders play around these kids. It's just so and then the music on the radio station, you know, like you got all these types of music, so billions, billions of songs, and you want to play this? Like, we have some pride because you know what this, you don't, you got to know what this music is doing to our kids. It's changing the culture in a negative way with all this, you know, hot girl summer, WAP, and all. You got little five year olds and seven year old girls talking about WAP and singing, knowing the words of that song. It's like, oh, yeah. <sighs> they know this, man. We both know this. But they don't care. It's this what this whole world is about. They don't care what they're doing. They know people popping pills, doing all this strange stuff, but all they care about is making money. Making money. Sell your soul. That's it. Speaking that's- of soul, speaking, speaking of soul, you know, uh, like I said, I wanted to have a, com- a spiritual conversation. Now, you hit the angel numbers. Say it again. 
You hit the you have you ever heard of angel numbers? Uh nah. Honestly. Uh, angel numbers are numbers like on a clock, time wise. Uh eleven eleven, twelve twelve, one eleven, two twenty two, three thirty three, four forty four, five fifty five. You know, when you see, have you ever just, you know, think back, have you ever seen those sequence of numbers multiple on multiple occasions? Like in math? No, just on the clock. Like looking at the time, you look at the clock and it's like 11, 11 or oh, yeah. 222. Yeah, yeah. You've seen them. Which numbers have you seen the most? Uh, six, six, six. No, ain't no that's not on the clock. <laughs> But anyway, so I go through, you know, I, I went through a spiritual journey. You know, I grew up as a Christian because you say you want to talk about the religion. So we're going to go ahead and tie that into if that's cool with you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you already right. know. So I grew up as a Christian and, you know, typical Christian black household. And, uh, you know, when I got out, I continued it. Uh, and it was, you know, it was kind of hard for me to understand and really con- not understand, but really concentrate. I couldn't concentrate to understand what was being said because my mind would just wander off and I'd have to really take a lot of focus for me to focus on what was being said in church. So I've took it and when I and I last time I went to church was 2015, you know, and I went through this whole thing where it just didn't feel right. Things wasn't making sense. And, you know, I'm like, why I got to give 10 percent of what I made? You know, why I got to get my money? You know, I just that I'm thinking I got to calculate. Okay, I made five thousand dollars today this week. I got to put I got to get five hundred like, dang, I ain't wrong a hundred. You know, that was all confusing to me and whatnot. So, you know, I end up just losing interest because if my spirit ain't in it, if your spirit ain't in it, it just ain't for you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. Huh? I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, so my spirit just wasn't in it. So I ended up going on like this spiritual journey. I, I didn't know what it was because a lot of weird things was happening. And the first signs was that I kept seeing 1111 and 111. Not no other numbers, but just them two sets of numbers. I look at the clock on the on the refrigerator, I mean, on the microwave or the clock on the stove, or I'm looking at my phone or I'm in my car and I would just see this here. And then I asked the person that I was with, what does that mean? Because I didn't see all that in prison. Like, what does that mean? She's like, every time you see it, you're supposed to make a wish. So I'm making, every time I see it, I'm, I'm making so many wishes. Like, I'm making, like, five wishes a week. So, you know, it stopped. I'm like, it got to be something more to this. So I started going and looking deep into it and and doing research on the Internet. And I got on Facebook, not Facebook, but uh, uh YouTube, and then I went and got on the, in some Facebook groups for, you know, spirituality type groups and things, and I'm asking questions, and, you know, I did a whole lot of research, and what it was, and it could be, a, it can mean a whole lot of different things, and for me, it meant that I was uh, on, a, it let me, it confirmed that I, it let me know that I was on a journey, because I didn't know, I'm, I'm starting my spiritual journey, because the more you see these, because the universe is like, the universe will talk to you. Now, I can only speak from my experience. So I'm just sharing this from my experience and what I experienced. The universe would talk to me by signs, like giving me signs. Like, for example, when I before I caught the 14 years, I kept running into the police. 
every other week I dealt with the priest. Either the, either the police was pulling me over or the police was, uh, you know, I'm with someone and they're coming to get them or the police done call, got called on me. I mean, I just kept dealing with like through a three month period, at least 20 times I dealt with a, a police officer, 20, 25 times I dealt with the police. And now that I'm older, I can see that those were signs that if I don't stop doing this, I'm going to have to deal with them for a very long time. And that's what happened. And then before it, prior to that, I kept getting signs. I can tell five, I can say, to explain five signs that I have received from the universe because the universe and God makes everything happen. You know, ain't no such thing as coincidence. Things are in, for my mind, things are just in design for whatever purpose, whether it's a lesson or experience, whatever the case may be. More likely, it's a lesson. So five different times I found out that I was being told that this man who I think is my father isn't my father. So, you know, just recently, you know, once I start realizing it, with uh, what it meant and what these numbers are saying to me, it was saying that, I'm on the right track. I'm on a spiritual journey. Uh, it's telling me to pay attention, you know, listen to my, uh, in, you know, intuitions. And, or it was telling me that someone is close to, you know, I'm about to meet somebody like, kind of like my, you ever heard of not a soulmate, but a, uh, a twin flame. Well, once or twice, yeah. Right. But so you know what a twin flame is, is what I'm saying. Yeah, we heard about it, but yeah, we never got too much into it. Right. So Twin Flame is like someone that it ain't just your it ain't your soulmate. It's a little more different. Y'all just have the same type of flame. Y'all ain't got to be, you know, saying compact lovers and all that other stuff. Y'all can be the bestest of friends. So I started, you know, I had a whole lot of those things. I would read off because there's a list of things and they talk about so many different things and what that can mean. I just had to pinpoint what I felt was, you know, what grabbed hold of me. So once I start finding out, I, I start use, understanding it and I start using it to my advantage to where now I pay attention when I see signs and it's a continuous things of events. Such for an example, this summer, you know, me and my daughter, I have a daughter who's 24. We've always had fallout since I've been home. You know, I wasn't there until she was 14. I missed her whole first 14 every her life. When I came home, years of her life, when I came home, it was a lot of conflict and, and things of that nature. So we just got you know, right before she was going to come back, because it's it's a, like a roller coaster, you know, up and down. I mean, not a roller coaster, America round. We get going when you're on America rounds with people, you ain't going nowhere. Same old, same old until you get off, and then you jump back on, and it's the same old going around in circles. Ain't going nowhere. So we will always get on and off and on and off merry go round. So this one particular time, we had got off of the, I got off the merry go round, and I had a dream, which I consider a vision. And I normally don't have dreams that I, re I can remember. Only dreams that I can remember are reoccurring dreams of me being in prison. I have a lot of those. And I can remember in, in detail type situation. But any other dreams, I don't remember, especially having dreams about my kids and family members. But this particular dream, I can rem I remember. And she, I was coming. I was living in a complex, a housing complex, apartment complex. And I walked out the door and I was going out. And as I'm going down, she's coming up the steps. I hadn't seen her in like over a year. And, you know, after that, you know, I woke up. I can't remember nothing else. I woke up, whatever the case may be. But, like, later on that month, she came back. And mm -hmm. then just recently, and then that time, we fell out. And this one lasted for two years. And in the beginning of the summer, she has a one-year-old son. 
that I've never seen. My 10th grandson. In the beginning of the summer, her sister put two, you know, it was the first time I seen my grandson. She, her sister did a Facebook story about her nephew, my grandson, and it was first time. Then my daughter sent me a fan, fan Facebook friend request. I just wasn't ready. I just wasn't ready, so I declined it. So you know how Facebook has what you did, the memories, what you did five, three, four, two years ago or last year on this day? All the time, yeah. Yeah, I kept seeing her over and over. And one particular one was like, I always give shout outs to my daughters on Facebook. You know, I, I, you know I'll, ta I'll tag them and say, I love you. And I'm so glad you're my daughter. Just to put a smile on their faces and let them know that their daddy thinking about them. I happen to do that. So this one popped up where I did it like maybe two years ago. And then another one popped up and it was a picture of her hugging me, you know, and that was the time we had fell out and she came back. So I knew right there that, you know, the universe was telling me that it's time. It's been two years. Like it's time. It's time. She's matured. She's on some other stuff. You on some other stuff. Y'all ain't the same three people. It's time. I didn't even want to go into it because let me tell it, I wasn't ready. But you can't, you, we, we're not on our time. We're on God's time. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? We're on God's time and God, you know, that's why they say God laughs at our plans. You can have all types of plans you got going on. Oh, that ain't going to happen because God got plans for you. Not those, your plans is not, your, your plans is not God's plans. God's plans is your plan. So a situation came that forced me into giving my daughter a call and talking about it. And, you know, here we are, me and her are back at it again. So the universe, I've, I learned to, you know, see things like that. And I don't know if other people go through them spiritual journeys. Like right now, I'm starting to see 11-11 all the time. And I'll mark it down. I'll, I'll screenshot or I'll take a picture and I'll post on Facebook and, and we'll have a whole group discussion. Or I'll put it on one of the social groups and we'll have a whole group discussion on what's going on and what that means. Right, right. Well... To be honest, we never really got into the number spiritual journey or nothing like that. You know, not you know, not when anybody else has gone through, but we can did follow uh what you call Christian and same thing like what you were saying, why a lot of stuff didn't make sense. None of it made sense. So that's why we haven't been in in years before we even started learning. And there's so many things. This, that's going to, have to be a whole other show. That's going to be many other things as far as that religion, oh, yeah. fake, and a lot yeah, of we can go back. We can go all night on that. Oh yeah, these so-called preachers, and evangelists, and all that—they don't know if anybody knows this. You have to go take a class and get trained and taught. You don't open up a Bible or what we read the Holy Quran on your own and learn it. They teach them how to lie to everybody. You ain't supposed to pay no money when you go in anybody's building. You ain't supposed to do that. Ten percent ties or all that. That's just way they can put money in their pocket while they're sitting there lying to you. A lot of these, um, like we said, people, we're gonna say all this. They know about. And we mentioned him in the last show. Uh, our messenger, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Don't know if you ever heard of him. Yes, I have. Look him up. Okay. I know you're talking about. Okay, so um, the prophet, the last prophet, mm -hmm. yeah, came and brought Islam through a lot. And the person asked Tom Muhammad to me praise forever. We only say all that to say 
that's what we know in fever too. These devils that we call them, white people, they're the ones that made up that religion. That religion was never for that Catholic uh, or the Hindu, any other religion you can think of, was never for us. That's the other reason why our people programmed and dead, because we don't even know if a lot of our people know this, and we highly doubt they do, but we own the whole planet. And it was stolen. We don't even know if a lot of our people even know that. We own all the 196,940,000 miles. If y'all don't believe what we're saying, please look it up. We want y'all to, so you can see it for yourself. So That's not, not a mystery. They can understand that we're the first ones, and so you know we're we're the start of civilization. That's why we were brought over here. Yeah, so they, that's, that's what makes it make sense. Right. That's why we were brought over here because they wanted all our knowledge. They wanted everything we had, so it can try to be like us. And look what it's got us. I mean, you know, it is what it is. United States is. And that's one. That's another thing. Is like you said. There's so much content, so much stuff on the Bible that don't make sense. One yeah. of the things that don't get me that I don't get. Is that it states in this Bible that thou shall not worship an engraving image? You know, what is the most popular engraving image on this planet? That death, that cross, or what we exactly. call it. Exactly. Jesus is, that cross is an engraving image of Jesus, and it is worshiped. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> like, make that make some sense. That died on that cross. That cross represents us being hung and lynched. A lot of people don't even know that. Yeah, because for real, for real, Jesus was black. He was a man of color. Yeah, Palestinian. Yeah, and a lot of people don't know that they made this language of him, made him look like he white. Everybody went with it. It was nothing, as far as that religion is concerned. It was nothing but the smart lead, the smart leading the dumb. (laughs) Exactly, and we didn't know because we didn't speak a bit, a bit of English. When we came over here, so how are we gonna be able to read the Bible or understand? And, and that's why they didn't want us to. That, that's why it was forbidden for a slave to know how to read. Yep. You better not let them know you know how to read. And if it and if they found out, it was because they allowed you and they used it. Such as uh, what was that movie with uh, uh, what's the guy who Nat Turner, the Nat Turner movie. Nat Turner, he knew how to read, and what they do, they used it against his own people. From yeah. had him going to read to uh. Un, unruly slaves that it says in the Bible that thou, you know, slaves should worship their uh, owners, their masters. Yep. And they're like, yep, see, you hear it. He's a black, he's one of y'all. You hear, yep. So, yep. All that. And all that. that. Said, a lot of our people don't even know that. But like we said, I think in the last show, we'll look up what you fake select is doing, but we won't even look up our own history. A lot of us don't even know we're the original. We were never meant to be a cop. But here's the thing: a lot more know now than those back then. As they know just as much as at least, let me let me rephrase that: more know now than all of those in the history of of this planet, as far as our people. There's more today that know what you're speaking of, and even white people, Caucasians have been known to talk about you know we're the originals and this that and other. So you know, it's it's kind of like. You remember how back in the day when we watched, uh, you know, that a dollar a day or a penny a day or a nickel a day was say, you know, feed a whole village type commercials. 
yeah. and all you seen was Africans, you know, that were mal little kids, malnutrition with flies all around them and running all over them and nothing but wasteland and zebras. And, and they just had paint a picture that Africa was just nothing. Yeah. But then when, we, when the Internet came out and everything started coming to light and we starting to see that Africa is the most beautiful planet, uh, you know, what I'm saying country. And they got some of the most beautiful countries on this planet. Mm -hmm. So point being is things is changing and the truth is coming out and people are being more woke. We are we have we are among the most woke human beings, I think, in the history of mankind, because you got kids that are way smarter than some of these older adults. that's in their 70s and 80s. As, you as just, far as common sense, smart. You just said the key word. You said mankind. That means you kind of like man. That means you ain't nothing. Them is, say a lot of our people don't know that they don't. Yeah, yeah, but they ain't stupid. They're being woke. A lot more is being woken. Twenty years from now, three, four decades from now, even more. Millions will be woke because it's a new time, and it's out with the old and no, it's out with the old way of thinking, and it's and, and comes in the new. That's just how life is. It's getting to the point. Don't have adventure. It's gonna be on the news, but they ain't gonna have no choice but to admit the truth. They admit, they finally admit look, they finally admit the truth that there's, you know, aliens among and all that other stuff. Area fifty one ain't no longer a secret. Everybody know about that, what's going on down there. Uh, yeah. So the truth is gonna come out. The truth is gonna come out. Whether you like it, you wanna hear it or not, the truth is going you can't you can't hide and conceal the truth forever. It's gonna come out. Yeah, that's one thing we ain't we ain't gonna touch on here, but there ain't no ain't no aliens. Well, we wish we could get into that, but yeah, that's why it's called a UFO, an unified flying object. They don't know what it is. They don't know what's up there. Mm. Well, they think they do. That's why they keep trying to send spaceships up there. Do all these space. It was like, we're going to go to the moon. Go to the moon if you want. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's so much going on. And it's, it's going to get to the point where I'm going to have to admit it. And everybody that was, oh, what was say It's all his, my Lord and Savior, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're being. Oh, they've, been, they've, been, they've been waiting on their Lord and Savior to come forever in a day. <laughs> I remember when I was a little kid, 40 uh, some years ago, I, kept, I was hearing that. You oh, know, yeah. that, same, that same old song. Now it's 2022, and when 2042 comes around, you're still gonna be you're still gonna be waiting. Yeah, you're gonna be waiting for somebody. Yes, because he ain't coming back. Once you that exactly. you waiting on somebody who ain't coming back. That's yeah. like that's yeah. like a child wait. That's like daddy saying, "I'm about to go get go get some milk and a cigarette," and not coming back. And they just been waiting and waiting and waiting. One of these days, daddy gonna come back. Like, no, daddy ain't coming back. And that's what. We don't really care because we know it's, it's some BS, but that's what they don't want to hear. You wait, think somebody's going to rise from the dead has been gone 2,000 years. Why he ain't been there? If he can come back, why he ain't did it already? Yeah, because now it's been, <laughs> he should have came back during the slave days. <laughs> that would have been a perfect time. Yes. <laughs> no, man, that save is still going on. People get up and go to work every morning. You stop at the stoplight, you stop stop sign, you pay your taxes, whatever. We can go down the list. Yeah. It's the most slick way to um, do it without a lot of us catching on to it. 
Yeah, that's the way that's that's the way the system is designed. Yeah, they they designed it. Just just saying. And they designed it for a purpose. And, and that system is serving its purpose. But yeah, only way we're gonna be able to get out of it is if it's a new way of thinking come in. Because if we take it upon ourselves, man, that's gonna take a that's gonna take an extremely long time. Because there's so much negative stuff that we gotta weed out. We gotta reprogram things in the, you know, in in people that we need to program, reprogram is the young. Because they, they ain't even programmed. So how are you gonna reprogram something that ain't been programmed? So uh, you know, I don't know. Well, well, a lot of these kids today, they they still being programmed, you know, well by their parents, because a lot of us, you know, like ourselves and yourself, you know, we ain't no better. That's why we were stupid. You know? But we do our part. We learn from our mistakes, and not everybody's like that. But we do our we do our part. But it's a small percentage, because yeah. a parent's job is to do one thing and one thing only. It ain't just about providing and all that. That's common sense. But what parents is lacking, you know, mentally is understanding that your job is to prepare this child for this world that you bought them, that you and that man, whoever bought that, bought into this world. It's your ob- you are obligated to prepare them and teach them lessons and give them tools that's going to help them navigate through this world that they did not ask to be in. That's the problem. If you can't do that, if you can't understand that and, and start there, then where can you start? Nowhere. No, nah, you ain't going to get nowhere because you don't, you ain't got any knowledge. You, ain't, you don't know who you are, how you going to teach your kids that, and you don't even know that yourself. Just like Real quick, what I upbringing. Our mom didn't really know how to raise us. We went through a lot of child abuse, but we can't. Um, in a way, we can't really be mad because she didn't know better. But you know, you can't. We just say that to say like, you can't do it right unless you have all the facts. You can't do it right unless you, you want to get it right. And a lot of us, we're so lazy. We just we don't. We just oh, we just see what happens. Okay, that's what a lot of us did, and a lot of us end up doing time or going down the wrong path, and you know messing up. It's like a lot of us ain't have it all together, and in order to get that, and we program our kids the right way, we got to show them the truth, and they know who they really are. A lot of it's you got before you can reprogram anybody. You know, when it comes to program, they're being. Every child, every human is programmed some type of way. But oh, yeah. what's being programmed into that child is what's important, whether it's good or bad. And most of these children are getting programmed wrong through media, through the parentings, through school. It's just being pro- they're being programmed wrong through their surroundings, their environment. It's just you know, they a, a, a child is is a sponge, and it just absorbs everything it sees. And then what a lot of stuff that they see, they it be, they become. Yeah, and you so know, before you can even get to that issue right there, you got to get yourself together. <laughs> it all starts with self. You got to get yourself together. That's where it starts. Self, uh, what's it? Self esteem, self confidence, self love. Uh, I had, uh, I had uh, a situation the uh, other day, and uh, no matter of fact, it was today. This person, no, it was yesterday. This person, um, I was talking to him. We just met and whatnot, and I uh, we was ending the conversation, and the phone didn't hang up. She didn't hang the phone up, and neither did I. And something was said. So I heard something that made me because when I see things like that, man, I look at it as signs. 
like the universe is talking to me and I think I need to listen to it. Instead of usually if I didn't feel like that, I I'll hang it up. But I heard something that something caught my a word caught my attention, right? So I'll go in to listen to it. And, you know, some her daughter did something and I know that she spoke about her daughter having, you know, special needs or, you know, you know, what she ain't like all the average kids. She ain't like the average kid. So, you know, her daughter did something that didn't make sense. And you know, her mom just kept telling her that was dumb. That was dumb. You're smarter than that. That was dumb. That was dumb. And then, you know, I heard the little girls like, you know, they go, the little girls say something. She was like, what you say? Like, you said I was stupid. And she's like, I didn't say you stupid. I just said, you know, that didn't make sense or not. But so, you know, I didn't want to enter. When I heard that, I didn't want to intervene because, you know, I'm like this. It takes a village. And if I see a child disobeying a mother, I'm that type of uh, type of person that is going to say something to that child because nine out of 10, a child ain't got a father or a man in the house to correct him that, you know, you don't do that because otherwise he wouldn't have that behavior because the child mother is quick to tell a child, I'm going to tell you, you know, better than that. I'm going to tell your dad, you know, but you, if the mother don't have that tool, then the child is just going to be unruly. So I would step in. So, uh, you know, and a parent would be cool. I've never been in a position, but I've seen, People talk about, you know, I got this. Don't talk to my, you know, I'll take care of this. Matter of fact, that's happened to me. Not quite a lot of times, but it's happened to me. And, you know, that's like, damn, I'm trying to help you out because it took, anyways. So it's, I know that when you are talking, when you come, when you're trying to correct or you bring an issue, a, a parenting issue to a, a woman, a woman will get defensive yeah. and not see, not, not get the message because I come in peace. And I'm just saying, if you're going to talk to your child like that, how you're going to, you, I'm, I'm afraid that you're going to talk to my child like that. And more likely, you might talk to me like that. And real true story, I was in a situation where, you know, this individual would talk down to her child. You know what I mean by talking down? Like oh, in, yeah. a, in a minute, I will hang up and get off the phone and then I will talk to you when I'm finished. Okay. That's talking down. I feel like you're not supposed to do any human being like that. For one, you wouldn't want nobody doing you like that because that is a sign of somebody insulting one's intelligence. And it's very disrespectful. So, you know, I figured that I was like, man, if she's going to talk to her child like that, she, I I, I know she's going to talk. I I can't wait till she talked to mine like that because I'm going to light her up. Not knowing nothing, thinking nothing like she would come at me with that. And she came with me like that. Man, you know what? You know, so I know through experience that is women are sensitive and are quick to the defense to defend themselves <laughs> when you touch certain things. Really? So when I brought it to her attention, because I felt like there's a lesson that was being learned, not just for her, but for me, because I was looking at it as how is she gonna conduct herself? This woman wants my attention, she wants my time and all this other stuff. She's into me. How is she gonna handle if I can't talk to her? I'm not gonna be able to if I can't communicate, if there's no communication. There's no understanding because communication comes with then come, first comes communication, then comes the understanding. So oh. I'll be looking at it like that. So when I brought it to her attention, you know, she got in a defense mode. I take good care of my kids and this, that, and other. And I'm like, you know, I had to get her out of emotions because, again, I over E, people tend to use E over I. And what I realize is once you, you and somebody that you have to stay in your, you have to maintain the I over E part of it when dealing with other human beings, you have to keep that composure and whatnot, because a lot of times you got to think for those who don't know how to think for themselves, because if you switch it over and become emotional, because that person is being emotional, you lost the battle and the effort is, 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 is worthless. You wasted time. 
But if you can maintain that, which I did maintain my – because I could have got defenses. Like, you know what? I ain't even got this to do. I'm cool. And hung the phone up because her energy was of the energy that made me think that she ain't going to want to mess with me. No, I ain't. This is our last conversation. Yeah. But once I got her out of her emotions, she received it. She received it. And she, you know, she ate it. It was like NyQuil. She didn't want it. It tastes nasty going down, but it was good for her. And she re- and she, and she she appreciated it and she thanked me. And later, you know, she went and apologized, whatever the case might be. But most importantly, she she understood. People on the outside can see better than those on the inside a lot of times. Not all the times, but a lot of times. Because people don't see their behavior because they're in their emotion. Therefore, the people on the outside, they're not in their emotion. They're looking at it in an intelligent view, point of mind, and they're seeing what's going on and they're seeing the wrong. Man, that's that's so crazy because, and it's coming from we got uh, like we said last show, uh, four kids biologically, and eight by marriage, and we got three teenagers, so we already know how it is. And we ain't gonna lie, we used to get defensive too, and people would attack us about our kids. But you really, and we had to learn this. Like you really ain't gotta, you know, you're doing right by your kids. You ain't gotta defend yourself. Some you really don't. There's a difference. When you do that to me, that shows guilt. Right. That's like I'm accusing. That's like you accusing me of stealing, and I get defensive, and I do. You know what I'm saying? And you can tell, like, yeah, this nigga. Yeah, that nigga lying. That nigga guilty. He, he done did it. He know he wrong. And this is, when I get out of my emotions and you break it down, I'm gonna. You know what I'm gonna say? You know what you <laughs> right. You you right, man. I'm yeah, you right. You right. Right, because you know it's a difference between people hating and telling you the truth. That's what we had to learn how to. You know, differentiate, you know, if you will. You know, somebody actually trying to look out for, you know, our best because we don't have all the answers, you know, parenting. We still ain't no handbook. We still mm-hmm. learn our own way. But, you know, now being, you know, on the path that we own, our husband, we don't know if he mentioned this, is teaching us, you know, Islam. And a lot of things, number one thing we learn real fast is how to get rid of your emotions. And we still trying to change that. You know, it's always a work in progress. But yeah. things, once we, like you just said, and we can relate, like, once you really get rid of those emotions, you understand what the mission is. You understand what's really important. It ain't about how you feel what you do or don't want to do. You know, when you call to do a certain thing, like we said earlier, you know, everybody that you mentioned, they had the same mind frame and they was on the same, same way with us, you know, being Muslim. And learning Islam, you got to put your personal desires and your personal feelings, all that got to go. Because it ain't going to matter. When it all goes down, it matter. And that's what we had to learn. Because a lot of things he would tell us, it's still even now, we have to process it. You know what we're saying? Like, we had to really understand that this is way bigger. It's, it's way bigger than just one little old person like us. We, we we nothing. We absolutely nothing. And yeah, I, that's, that's all we can really say, but it's ladies get very defensive. We do. And it's coming from one. So we do whenever we feel like Because you're trying the best. And you really don't want to hear all that. You know, you're doing your best. Right. You know, it's real frustrating and whatnot. But I wanted to touch on one thing you said that, you know, you got to get rid of your feelings and get rid of your emotions, certain emotions and whatnot. We're human. 
You know, you can't get rid of how you feel. You can't deny how you feel and your emotions. The only thing you can do is try to control them. You know, there's a time like, you know, let's say, you know, being a being a, a bitch, that's you know, that's a strong negative emotion. And you yeah. see, us, uh, you know, they, they always call angry black woman. You know, angry black woman is a bitch, a black, a angry black bitch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that, that angry attitude or whatnot. That is a strong emotion. Sometimes that's never going to go away. That even men, all human beings got a bitch in them, you know, even men. So, you know, it's just about the degree of a bitch that a person can be. And it's more likely a woman is more associated with being a more of a bitch than a male. You feel what I'm saying? That's true. Oh, man. So with, that, with that being said, that we're going to always have that in us. It's about having control because there's a time to be a bitch and there's a time not to be a bitch. If you down around downtown in the courthouse and you know something happened, you ain't you and 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 it would be the same situation that was if it was in the hood. Yo, that bitch would come out of you. You go the fuck off on that person. Excuse my language, but that's just what it is. You know, you have to have control over that because you see people in the public eye. They don't care. They can't control that in them, and they just gonna be just you know what I'm saying. People gonna look at them like, man, that's an angry bitch. That's what they're gonna say. That's she can't mean. control her emotions on national TV or whatever the case may be. Look at you know Jerry the little talk shows back in the day. They can't control their emotions. They're just going off trying to fight and getting all emotional. They can't control their emotions. Nope, nope. And that's that's what we associate with. We can't even count how many times we have been called that. And that's number one. We our Period. But sometimes that's how we was acting. But women, and we, we do agree with that. And that's something you do have to control. And one thing is not letting people have your emotions because people will try to attack you and take shots. So that's number one thing. You got to be unbothered by what other people because it's going to control your life. But as far as being a Woman in America, just like you said, we be called that word all the time. Whenever we try to say how we feel, express our emotions. So, if you anything like what we used to be, we ain't like this no more. We used to carry that on our show. We be ready. We be on defense mode. Like, what you say? Right. We we weren't even trying to hear. We we didn't care if they was wrong, right? We definitely but, didn't care if they was wrong because we was man, we was seeing red that time, but. Yeah, but you have here's to. the thing when y'all was using E over I, but then once you because once you think about it, what they think don't matter. See, yeah. that's the and when you re, when that registered in your head and you keep it, you realize that and you keep it pushing, ignore that's when you're using E I over E. Yep, so you got you got to switch it. You y'all switched it around, and now that stuff don't even bother you because y'all know intellectually thinking that that don't mean that. And who cares what you know that's on them because what we do, what we what y'all eat makes other shit make it make sense. Yeah, <laughs> make dollars make sense, and that's what we had to get to. Because, man, straight up, women, and not saying men don't do this, but women, we have a real bad habit of allowing, especially when you're in a relationship, control your emotions and to control how much and how strong you are. We haven't been there, so this is nothing we ain't been through ourselves. But you got to get to that point where I don't give a damn what you think. You ain't, you ain't got to like me. You ain't got to love me. You ain't got to support me. None of that. But what you ain't realizing is I'm on a different path than you. I'm not mm-hmm. going. So if you want to go get there, that's on you. But 
and this is in general, like, I'm not doing that. That's what a lot of us women really got to get to. We'll stay in a situation for 10 years, 10, 20 years. This man knowing, you ain't going, knowing you ain't going nowhere physically and it right. ain't going nowhere. This man cheating on you, beating on you, lazy, a bum, and you sit down, put up with it, but 10, 20 years later, you want to start crying. Like, why are you not treating me right? Because you're allowing him. What he's seeing on his end is, oh, she don't keep taking this behavior. She ain't never going to leave me. She ain't going to stay with me all day. I can do whatever I want to do. She ain't going nowhere. I got control over her. I got power over her. And that's our fault. That's one thing we had to learn in our past relationships. Yeah, they did us wrong. They lied, cheated, whatever. But we was the idiot that stayed there and put up with it. So now, and we told our husband, we, we ain't going to hide it. We told him, we're not going to put up with now. We don't want to. We're not going to disrespect us. Lie, lie. No, don't even lie. Period. But we're going to keep it 100 all the time. We don't care if we're a butthole or pain in the behind. We don't care. At least you know where we at. And it took a lot of going through the whole process to really get there. Just, you like us or not? We, we don't care. We, a lot of people we don't speak to. We don't because... That's and that's what I was saying. That's all about protecting your peace, for real. If you come over. want to see your growth. They don't want to see you be better. They want to still see you be a nigga. I can't put no more plan and still see you be stupid, broke, struck. And you know, with us, that's not acceptable. That's not how we live. We're supposed to live like a queen, not like a peasant. Right. So just, you really got to get there. And it's on you. It ain't on the person. Let me ask you something. Speaking of that, that word queen, you know, that's thrown around a lot. And a lot of this stuff is new to me. You know, I've only been doing this for real for five, six years. And okay. I'm learning so much over and over. You know, each year I learn and learn more and more. So that word queen. Now, I know it's thrown a lot around in our community as a way of uh, addressing a sister. Right. Wow. I don't hear. I rarely hear it. in. I've seen white people use it. And but it's not a, as big as it is in our culture. So let me, and I'm trying to get this, get it understand, because it's kind of, I look at it like uh, everybody can't be a chief. Somebody got to be an Indian, right. you know? So is every sister a queen? Because in my eyes and in, to my understand, for me, you know, my, my personal understanding is that a queen carries herself in a certain manner and yeah. doesn't carry herself in other manners that are not, suit- that are, are not suitable to a queen the typical queen. So is this a new age queen thing or am I kind of like making sense of this? Because I don't think everybody in our village are queens. And we're going to agree with that. Every woman you see and to those that hear this, this is and kings and kings. We ain't, we ain't leaving the man out and kings can get thrown in there too. Yeah. And you know, uh, queens are kings. Um, to anyone that hears this, this ain't a shot. But we finna refer back to Islam as Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Straight up, y'all. Every woman is not meant to be a queen. Every man is not meant to be a king. Because sadly, 
we don't know what those words really mean. We mm-hmm. think that we have hell on our face. We make up, we shaking our mind, and we cussing and twerking and see with this dude and this female and all that. That's the queen. No. From what we've learned in Islam so far, when you step up and be a leader, when you show these ladies and men how to do it differently, you going down your path, you the original man, the original woman, you know how to cover yourself up and be modest, you know, conduct yourself in public. And we ain't saying women should be seen and not heard. We ain't saying that walk six pages behind you. We ain't saying none of that. But you know how to control yourself and assert yourself. And men too. Because men, they were supposed to be the leader. You're right. supposed to teach your wife or your, or your woman. You want to be your wife. Right. So a lot of us, matter of fact, perfect example. Um, Our last relationship before we got married. Um. He calls himself the king of the South. And when we were with him, we didn't understand what the hell that meant. <laughs> we like, how can you be a king and you can't even lead your queen, which is supposed to be us? Right. You know, this man was one way in public and another way at home. Mm. And we saw us with our own eyes. We can't lie. One way at home, another way in public. And we, like we said, through Islam, we learned that and our husband showed us this. You know, just like we work with him moving tables and chairs. We don't do it anymore. The first time we worked with him, he paid us. We were shocked because we wasn't used to it. So he looked at us and he was like, well, you work, right? You put in some work, so I have to pay you. That's what a king or a queen does. You don't have somebody do something for free. You don't right. use them or treat them like a slave master. You treat them like they're your equal. You lead them. Taught mm-hmm. us a lot. You know, when you put in work, just like, say for instance, we asked you to post our show. We would have to pay you. Right. Because that's the right thing to do. That's how you treat your people. Just like, we just started back working. And, you know, people at our job, we don't even know them, but they need us to do something. We there to help. We don't care how small it is. Even if you just, you know, you see a family hungry, they sit on the side of the street. It's one of our people. Give them like $10. They might go buy some beer. So what? At least you, that might be an act. Right. You'll be blessed for that, gener- that act, you know, that act because you get blessed for acts that you don't have to do, but you do anyway. And that's one of the things that, you know, sets us apart as kings and queens. It's it's like being a mother, a father, a husband, or a wife. It's more than just having that title. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You got to put in work. Just like just like we mentioned before, we are married. You think we agree with our husband all the time? No. Right. <laughs> no, but we know how to, what we said earlier, agree or disagree. We may not, we may not come to an agreement on some things, but he'll even, you know, baby, I, I hear where you're coming from and we do the same thing. You can't just want that title and you don't put nothing behind it. You got to step up and be a leader. You got to show people, just like we say on our show all the time, you ain't got to be half naked to get a man attention, shake your behind and cuss and all that. And we used to do it. 
we still got pictures just let y'all know but just saying we've been there so we know and we understand the true definition of a queen is to be a leader exactly of a man is to lead your queen y'all together as a team get on the same mission on the Mm. same y'all can change the world and here's something that I notice about that turn, how it get thrown right. You know, most likely why a man will call a woman a queen? Man, <laughs> we can go so many different ways. The, yeah, so many reasons. But the, one of the main reasons is to get in her grace, to be to be in her grace. True, because a man, yeah. what's up, queen? Or... Right, right. And women like that. Because right. that's a big thing to be called a queen and what in that, in today's world. But you know why most women will call a king a king, a man a king? Because of in between his legs. No, because they see him as a king. Women don't go around calling every man a king. No, most women will do it because they see it. Where if a young now picture this, a young man, uh, uh, no, let's say an older man in his mid forties or early mid late thirties, he sees someone about 27. He going to hit her with the, Hey queen, how you doing queen? Oh, how you, you is a beautiful, you know what I'm saying? He going to spit that type game. Why? Because he wants something, you know what I'm saying? He wants what he wants. But if you, if you got a woman, let's say a woman is, uh, or even if the girl ain't 27 in her twenties, but she's a younger, a younger woman, he going to hit her with that more likely. Good morning, queen slide in the inbox. Good morning, queen. You don't even know what type of character she has. She only you don't know she is is you know acts like a queen or know how to conduct herself as a queen. She you know she can be whatever the case may be. You don't know, but you're saying it because you're trying to get her attention. You're trying to get her grace. But a woman, let's say a woman who's 45 years old and they come across they you know they work with a a 37 or let's say a 35 year old and they 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 checking them out. Normally they gonna check them out. They just ain't gonna throw that call him a king. She might I could see her walking up to her and talk walking up to him like okay good morning king. And keep it pushing. Why? She don't want nothing from him, but she just acknowledged that how you carry yourself, you carry yourself like you a king. So that's what I see. I'm going to address you as a king. That's what I mean by that. Yeah. You know what? We ain't going to lie. We didn't even think about that because we know a lot of men come for sex. So that's why we respond. The right. way. That is true because that's what we call our husband because not just because we knew we could, but he shown us what the real definition of a queen is because we had it all wrong right you know you're not supposed to work you ain't supposed to pay no bills i'm supposed to take care of you right take care of home i go out out work you stay home it's not you know being dominant that's just the role that that's just the role and plus you being a queen you've earned that I believe that you earned that because that's really something special for a man to take a woman to make him her his queen and take care of her. And she ain't got to worry about nothing. Why? One, I got it like that. And two, you deserve it because you I see you as my queen. But who is you to tell me who who is anyone to tell another call another person a queen? Because that's just not a title thrown around like it should. It shouldn't be thrown around. Because you, everybody isn't a queen and everybody isn't a king. Just based off of appearance, no. I can be in an elevator and I can be, and you can be coming there, you know, in the elevator with me, and I can sense and just see how you carry yourself or how you, you know, what I'm saying how you talking and whatnot that you got queen potential in you. Or I can sense that, you know, how you talking that, yeah, she ain't no queen. 
She is not carrying herself. She looked like a queen, but what's yeah. coming out of her mouth is not the substance of a queen. And, we, and you can tell that as soon as we start talking. You can tell how we carry ourselves. Yeah. Just by yeah. her face, you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, it's it's that what is thrown around. And we blame a lot on music these days and social media. Yeah. We, we yeah. do. Because, they're programmers. They're programmers. Yeah. They are they are electronic programmers of the human mind. That's what they're designed for: entertainment and programming. And, you know, a lot of artists we used to listen to, we don't even listen to no more because now we know y'all not representing why right? y'all want to teach these girls about popping their damn match and all that and behind instead of you know putting some real knowledge in their brain because they listening to y'all y'all got the platform to do it the right way by doing it the right way that's not how you represent yourself it's, it's a lot of girls they and we got two daughters so we already got to talk to them more than our boys I hate to say it but we gotta let them know especially our oldest she's gonna be 18 next month we about to have a legal 18 year old daughter out there on her mm-hmm. own so, you know, we don't talk every day, but we fell out for a minute, you know, because she was on her little emotional trip. So we had to back off and be like, since she got it all figured out, we're going to let you see how it's going to go. And eventually right. we started. To- so we just say that to say, you know, with her and our baby girl, she's going to be 12 on Friday. We have to. So especially as a mother, we just always you no know, matter what, this is miles of a story. Uh, my oldest daughter, um, we was living in some apartments a couple years ago. She was a few years younger, and we go out in the apartment, play with their friends and all that. But they had to be back in the house before the sun came back. So we went looking for our daughter. It was still during daytime. And we see her dancing on top of a little crate that they had because they was doing some construction. And we just like, little girl, we about to put you in the hospital. You done lost your door. <laughs> well, all we said was is you better get us back. So she was sitting on the couch. We still remember. She was looking up at us like, oh, I done messed up. But we got in front of her face. We about to say this. We said, you don't dance like that. No woman don't carry herself like that. If we ever see you do that again, we will beat your behind and take you to the emergency room ourselves. You hear what we're saying? Right. Yeah, that's our own responsibility. That's what we try to put in them now because we know that social media is a trip. They're going to teach something else. And you always are about first teachers. So if you teach them that it's okay to do that, they're going to go out and do it. That's why we always especially if they see you doing it. Because that's being pushed too. The parents are showing these kids how it's done. You know, everybody ain't no king and everybody in our village ain't a queen. No. Not by a long shot. And we don't even know, like we said, like with the Egyptians and all that, we they were kings and that's who we need to be like. And look how they carry themselves. As a to rule, they didn't rule out of fear, they didn't rule out of control, like what's going on now. And a queen definitely did not embarrass their king, definitely did not. 
she did shut up, not in a you know controlling way, but she knew her role. She knew her. Right. You know, I'm gonna let my king sit up here, just like with you no. Know, that's not the example we got, but <laughs> with us now, and- if he was teaching and talking to somebody, we gonna stand there. And shut up. We're not gonna end up. Right. Even- right. And he don't trip like that. If we want to step in, it's cool. But just with us, you know, we know our place. We see two grown men talking. That's how it was. When you see two adults talking, you stand up. And like you said, it starts with the king because yeah. he, he he puts it down, and you know he he's supposed to. That's his part of his role. And a lot of these women, I understand why black women don't have respect for a black men because they expect them to be men. You know, how would you wouldn't respect your husband? You respect him more because of how he conduct himself. He conduct himself as a king. You wouldn't, you can't, you shouldn't. <laughs> you shouldn't respect him if he didn't carry himself as a king. Yep. So why should we know what's good for the geese is good for the gander? Yeah. That's why a lot of these black women don't respect black men because they expect them to be a certain way and they're not. And when you ha- but then again, when you have expect- ex- expectations, it leads to disappointment. You can't oh, okay. have you can't expect uh, uh you can't expect a wild a rockwiler to beat a chihuahua on racing. <laughs> you know, you're, you're gonna be disappointed. It ain't in the it ain't in them. It just ain't in it ain't in everybody to be kings. It ain't in, but you know that because we're gonna speak on kings because that's where it starts at. Because you know, they say that a woman can't change a man, but a woman can change a man because I've been a part of that. My first relationship I had when I got home, this girl I was selling weed. You know, for no damn reason, but I was just in the game. She pulled my coat. She was like, you know what? You ain't got to do that. And she broke it all down. Like, you know, you jeopardizing your freedom. You ain't making no real money. Why don't you just go to work? Just get up and go to work. And you know what? I did that. And I never looked back. I'm like, you know what? You're right. Instead of, you know, she took me out of that lifestyle because, you know, I got to go in clubs and I got to network. And she took me out of that. And I'm therefore I'm in the streets. She took me out of the streets and, and simplified my life by telling me to go to work. You don't get women. That's see, that's, a, that's what a queen does to her king. When the king is staring off off direction, she puts him back online because behind every strong man is what? Strong woman. Exactly. A stronger woman. Because y'all have more common sense, and you know y'all mature faster than than we do. That's just facts. So, with that being said, you know I've seen other relationships where, you know, he out there selling dope, and he ain't taking care of his kids, and this, that, and other. Don't you think if you had a man that wasn't doing what he was supposed to do, that you ain't gonna get on him? You're just not gonna accept that. You're gonna force him go get your kid. Go, you know, you need to take your, I shouldn't have to tell you, shame, so that you're going to get on him. So dad going to shame, I got to tell a grown man to take care of his child. What oh. the heck is wrong with you? And as long as you put that pressure on him, then he going to do what? And he want to be with you and he knows it's right and he got a conscience and he's a real man. Mm-hmm. You know, he got a real man DNA in him that just needed some pumping in it from, a, from his queen. Yeah, he going to get his stuff together. Otherwise, he can't be with you. Because you have standards. You're not about to lay with a man and have kids with a man that ain't taking care of kids out that, that came before you. Nope. Nope. You're gonna make it so you a woman can stare a man in the right direction, get the man back on track. Like you tripping. And that's that movie, you know that movie Chirac? Yeah. That's what that was all about. If y'all don't get this together, y'all ain't getting no more uh our cookies. <laughs> that's how it should be, but women, and we're gonna say this, we would we put our standards and just throw them away. But, and that's what we used to do. And that's 
only part of the reason why our past relationships didn't work because we just like woke up one day and was like, you're not doing what we need you to do. Like this is, this ain't how I want to spend the rest of my life. This, it's not going to work. But the difference now is when we talk to our husband and he's been the same way for so long, we haven't seen him, you know, listen to a lot of things we've said. And even if it didn't happen, you know, right away, which it don't matter, but the point is, is he still listens. So that's what another thing with being the queen, a lot of our women don't want to do. We'll just let our man do whatever. Now we ain't having that. We see you and if we love you or care about you, especially your wife, you know, we're going to say something. We see you messing up. Okay, babe, I'm going to need you to fix this, get together, stop letting them treat you like that, whatever. You know, that's what you should be able to do. And if you're dealing with a real man, like you just said, you know, they're going to be like, you know, babe, I'm going to get together. And, you know, our husband ain't perfect. Ain't nobody perfect. We never will be. But the point is, is when you get sick and tired, and unfortunately it take a lot for us, you're going to make a change. And right. we've seen it in our husband. And we the type that if we see, you know, you trying to change or whatever, you know, for the better, we'll work with you. You know, we know being married, look, y'all, y'all got to have patience. And even being a Muslim wife, you still got to have patience. And it's probably going to be some days y'all ain't going to agree. Y'all ain't going to get along. Y'all may not even like each other, but marriage now along with a lot of other things, is not where it used to be. It's changed. We get attitudes now. We're like, it's over. Right. Know? We don't want a guy out there. We just want him. And what we hate hearing, we want to, oh, forgive us, we want to punch women in the face when we hear them say this. I want a man that's already established making six figures and you got to have three, four cars and blah, blah. And what you going to do is open your legs all day? That's That's all you're going to do? And be pretty, look pretty, your trophy wife. Right. You don't want to get up and work or at least try to help, you know, right? And even if it's temporary, you know, help him out. You see him, you see he's struggling, you know, help him out right now. You see he So what if you get what if she finds that one and something goes in a, within a year, something goes bad and he loses all that. What do you think she's gonna do? Go on to the next Yeah, because that's called that's called condition that's called conditional love. See, a lot of people don't understand what unconditional love means, man. That is hard to come by. That is so, so hard to come by. A lot of people don't possess that because we have boundaries. You know, unconditional love means no matter what, I love you. We have unconditional love for our children because they're our children. No matter what, even though I don't mess with you, I love you. I don't care what you do. I'm going to always love you because you're my child. But I just don't mess with you. But, yeah. But then, you know, when it comes to marriages and, and significant others and all that, it's, you know, if that person don't do, if that person gives you, a person gives you a reason to love them. Yep. And a person gives you a reason to not love them or fall out of love with them. Yep. So there's conditions in all that. If you don't, if you, you know what I'm saying? So that's really, really rare to come by a person who really has unconditional love. I've met one person, one human being that I know for a fact has unconditional love for her significant other, her who just passed away. They were married for forty-seven years, oh, wow. and the things, this, the stories I heard about this man, it wasn't a typical uh, 
you know, abusive relationship, physically, mentally, and all that. It this man took it to a whole nother level. I mean, hanging. I've heard stories where he done hunger out a two story uh, window, two story house by her ankles and nothing but her panties on. You know, and she loved him. When he passed away at his, you know, at his uh, wake or his viewing, I had a chance to speak. I talked to her and I told her like I've seen. I've, I've never understood or i really never understood why a person would say they unconditionally love someone else when deep down inside they really really don't if it came down to it but if unconditioned if loving a man's draws was a person it would be her she loved that man no matter what he did that's unconditional love no and that's very very rare which is correct which isn't crazy because you know shoot there's women that get beat and they just you know what I'm saying? They get abused and they stick with this man for 30 plus, 40, 60, 70 years. There's people that have been out there like that. He done cheated on her and got other multiple girls, women pregnant during it, and she still took him. Like that's un- she don't care what that man do as long as she he's with her. That's un- that's what you call crazy unconditional love. But un- either way it goes, it's unconditional love. Yeah, that that is true. Now we ain't gonna we've been through couple situations where we done have people put their hands on us but that's just speaking on us that would be our straw but you know anything you know other than you know even like now you know we're not gonna get into it but our situation is exactly ideal and even our husband was like I don't even know why you still with because not because we love you you our husband we ain't just your wife, because you claimed us, uh, you know, we want to be, you know, we, we understand it's not going to always be beautiful. It's not. Ain't no relationship. And just like what you said, it's not going to always be lovely. It's not going to always be nice. Y'all are going to be tested. Your marriage is going to be tested. Trust and the, tests are, and the tests are designed to see how strong you are. One thing I used to do, you know, people don't like me when I play, you know, I, I, I test people. I just want to see your reaction. And I'm not saying it's a good thing to do, but it works for me. You know, I would play like with my uh, one of my exes. I'd break up with him. I was like, <laughs> it's over with. I don't want to do it no more. Just to see the reaction. Now, I've done that twice. One just broke down crying. Like, what did I do? What's the problem? Wanted to know what, what was going on. The other one was like, okay. So the one and what I got out of those two tests is, is that the one that you you don't want nobody just going to give up. Wow. You want to know why. Like, what did I do wrong? Can we talk about it? You know, you're just not going to just be like, you know, OK, well, you don't want to be OK. I'm cool with that. Oh, and that's that's it right there. Just to see what the high person on we at. The one that yeah. down kind, that would be the one you try to work with. The one that's just like, OK. Uh, what? Yeah, okay, now I know that you're not gonna fight for me. That's what I'm. That's what my test was designed. Are you gonna fight? Right. And that's what you are. You know, you go through things and things that we go through in our marriage. You know, in our relationship, because I was married, and marriage is a little more complicated than a relationship with someone, but it's still the same type of game. So right. you know, I, I would just you know. I I would just you know peep game and take it for what I get it out of it and use it for how I feel suited, how I feel that it should be used. Like that one, I'm like, you know, if you're going to give up on me, because we're going to go through things. I want to know if you're going to fight. 
or if you're if you're gonna if you're a fighter because you're either a fighter or a runner. So which one is it? And my little test that I'll be doing is just is designed to see how you're gonna react, how you're gonna handle things. Because if someone told me like my ex-wife, she was like, "It's over with." I'm like, "Not. Nah, what did I do? Let me fix it. You know, let me. Uh, we can go. If I can't fix it, then we'll go to counseling. But I don't. Not just gonna be like, you know, I'm done. I'm gonna fight for what what I feel is right. And that's yeah. what a person wants. You know, one of you want someone who's gonna fight. You know, he asks you, I don't even know why y'all because I'm a fighter, and this is what I want. This is what I'm fighting for. Yeah, yeah, and um, well, it's because um, make the long story short, past relationships where other women and women and men have done this, they just bounce. We've been through that, you know, ourselves. So it was still new to even have anybody fight for us on our end. So when you see something new like that, you're not really used to it. So right. that that would be why. And we have no problem answering at all. And, and we told them why, because this, this is what we believe in. I think you said something about um, you had a dream or something earlier. We yeah. have and we still do it. We call it foresight. Right, that's what it is. Right, we can just be sitting and chilling or whatever, and just be like, "Why do I feel familiar? Like this happened before." Mm-hmm. And it's a dream that we had, even one being our husband. That happened was like a year ago. Yeah, by by year. And we told him he just us and smiled. So we already knew that we was meant to be here. We're supposed to be where we at, and it may not be comfortable a lot of times, but guess what? It's going to be brighter. It's it's going to change. It's what we call temporary setback, but it ain't permanent. And that's where a lot of people get in their emotions, like we already talked about, and I can't do this. This is too much. I don't want to learn it. I don't want to be like that. Okay, well, you guys did one minute to it. But, you know, you go through them things. Everything you go through is death. Everything. So it's all going to be a soldier about it, or you going to that That's simple and plain. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. So, you know, it's that, you know, you, you got to be able to weather the storm. If you can't weather the storm, then. You ain't going to be able to, you know, deal with the typhoons that relationships come with. Nope. Nope. You, you and I. All right, man. So we're going to go ahead and shut this down for the evening. We got to go and handle some more business. But um, Thursday, we're going to try to do a video um, so we can go ahead and close out. Um, but, of course, we'll be in contact with you about that. So, um whatever social media you can give, give everybody um, that so they know where to find you at. Well, you can find me on Facebook at uh, J-O-R hyphen E-L Lamar. Uh, my real name is Corey Lamar, excuse me, Corey Sattler. Corey Lamar Sattler, but it's Corey Sattler Sr. And on Instagram, you can get me at J-O-R E-L hyphen baby, baby June. Okay, yeah. Of course, y'all know where to find us on any platform, Queen Candy Podcast. Y'all can check us out on uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, Whole Nine Yards, 
Um, thank you, man, for coming back on for a second episode of the Queen Candy Podcast. Definitely enjoyed this talk just as much as the first one. Looking forward to um, Thursday, of course. Um, we're going to try to do it a little different. Um, do like a little video chat. So we're going to get all that worked out by Thursday. So we're going to go ahead and close out. Thank you again, man, for coming on. Thank you for having me on. No problem. No problem. Um, we're going to get into the fix on Thursday. We'll be chatting in the meantime. So we're going to go ahead and let you go. Handle our business. Have a safe evening and give our hello to the family. So we're going to go ahead and close out on the Queen Candy Podcast. Have a good evening, man.